Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, I'm John Kenny and I'm the Relationship Guy and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to talk about love Um, and maybe not love the way that you know it. Love is a very complex emotion and can mean many different things to many different people and also into many different relationships. So today I'm going to talk about the understanding of love and in my experience I like to think of love in two categories one is being in love and the other would be when you love somebody the story of love is uh, an ever-evolving drama um, which in most cases has nothing to do with romance at all people's relationships uh, today obviously do have romance uh, although there are quite a few that don't but historically love Relationships, sex and romance have had very little to do with one another. And I'm going to talk about that today and explain the differences um, from my take on things. So the rush of endorphins that we know as the in love experience is an ancient and biological trigger passed down from our ancestors. The way that we evolved, um, moving from cave to cave constantly fighting for survival. Uh, We didn't really have the time or the mental or emotional capacity to be concerned about romance at all. Male and female relationships were ultimately for the one purpose, to procreate and for the survival of our species. When you fall in love with someone, it produces an overwhelming feeling of attachment. Generally, you can't stand to be away from one another. You're drawn to each other. Sometimes, not often, but this also can be due to a deep spiritual connection. But most of the time, it's down to straight biology. As we evolved as a human species, we had one mission with our sexual encounters, and that was to produce as many offspring as we could, Uh, to ensure the survival of our genes. Um, And then we would stay together for the sake of keeping the baby alive. This was a very challenging time because of the uncertain uh, ability to get food, um, the attacks that we might be uh, open to from predators. So the in love experience would have been very beneficial back as we were evolving. Monogamy and one partner lifetimes were not the likely human thing to do back then either. Uh, In order to entice a couple to stick together to raise a child, biology would give you a big smack of brain chemicals, um, such as dopamine, um, which are released to create a temporary bond of attachment. Um, Oxytocin, which is called the love hormone, Uh, creates a bond, which is something that's released when we are having sex. It creates a connection, makes us feel like we want to be with one another. But it's a temporary bond. 
And that is the feeling of being in love. The release of these hormones can last from anywhere from six months to three years. And that is the time it usually takes to ensure a baby uh, lives to a survivable age. Uh, and when those uh, chemicals begin to fade, the couple no longer feel drawn to stay together unless they have other children. And maybe we'll then go off to find a new mate elsewhere. The survival of the species is ensured. There are other instinctual and biological processes that we often experience, even though we really are aware of where these come from. For example, natural pheromones were a huge factor in sexual attraction in ancient times. Uh, we know that scent is used quite predominantly today for wooing um, with the uh, introduction of perfumes and aftershaves, etc. Um, they can may a big, play a big part in how we are attracted to somebody. Um, and some people even say they're drawn to your natural spell. Another echo of the past is a woman's desire to find a man who will bring home a large share of the kill. Back then, it was an instinct in order to ensure your family is fed and protected, that you can survive, there's enough for you to eat. Today, the kill has changed to money. But for many women, the desire is still the same, to be provided for and to feel safe and secure. Now, however, in modern times, there are many women that have become the breadwinners. Um, but for many people, the lingering instincts are still what drives the nature of a relationship. The roles of relationships have also evolved drastically over a long period of time. Depending on the region of the earth and the cultural and religious beliefs of your communities, relationships and sexuality can be drastically different. Just as it's been drastically different uh, for most of the time. And still some societal beliefs and practices surrounding relationships around the world have very little to do with love or romance. The Renaissance period is the time where the idea of romance became uh, or came to the fore. Um, it's where it kind of became pervasive in Western society. Romeo and Juliet's longing for each other, the damsel in distress being whisked away by the big the knight in the shining armour. Uh, basically all traditional storylines, fairy tales and their romantic notions stem from the evolution of relationships during the Renaissance period. So in fact, in the 200,000 years or so of human evolution, love and romance are very new concepts. So if the in love experience isn't what we're after, what is love? Well, first of all, um, this is really one of those truly unanswerable existential type questions. Uh, there's a complexity and depth to love that as humans, we do have a hard time wrapping our minds around. But there are a few things that we know. Is love a feeling? Well, the evidence um, actually suggests that it's not exactly a feeling. People who are in love experience a lot of feelings, 
but they're not what we term true love. People who are abusive can feel deep feelings for their partners, but this is based in the insecurity of loss, and this is not love. Feeling love for another or feeling love within yourself is just a part of love, but it is not love itself. Is love an action? Is it caring, affection, attention? Again, not exactly. There are many people who love each other yet are unkind, neglectful, abusive. Love does not include actions that express the state of love. However, love is not an action. Is love a force? This is uh, the spiritual part of love. Many believe that systems point to love being the source of all things. There are those who believe that love is who we are at our core. It's our essential nature. It's uh, the force that creates worlds. There is only one thing that we really know for sure about love. And this may seem like a bit of cop-out, but it is true. Love is defined and experienced differently by each person. So it is different for each of us. Well, why is that the case? Love can be experienced as a feeling, an action or a force. Love is experienced based on the beliefs and environmental influences of the individual themselves. The feeling of love always takes place within the individual. It is your own state of mind. If you really think about it, you can feel an emotion of love for someone even when they are not with you and without them even knowing or feeling it themselves. You can feel love for someone even if you do something mean to them. You can feel loved by someone or believe they love you even if they don't love you. You can feel loved because someone did something nice for you even if they weren't feeling love for you when they did it. In each situation, the feeling of love was in no way dependent on the other person. You do not need them to receive your love in order to feel it for them. You do not need them to be experiencing a feeling of love for you in order for you to feel loved. In truth, the source of all feelings of love lie within you and is based on the thoughts, the meanings and the beliefs that you hold yourself. Someone can feel love for you, but if they don't tell you or express it, or if you don't believe it, you won't feel it. Why is that the case? Because in order for you to feel loved, you need to be thinking that you are loved. Love comes from within you. Ultimately, the purpose of me talking today is to help you to recognize what love is and that the way you experience relationships is your choice. 
part of this is choosing to decide what type of relationship you really want. Is it going to be something that's unhealthy love or is it healthy love that you're looking for? What do I mean by unhealthy and healthy love? Well, here's how you can tell which one you may be experiencing at the moment or you've experienced in the past. Unhealthy love is dependent on the relationship for self-esteem. It takes more from you than the relationship can give. It drains you emotionally, psychologically and physically. You will experience jealousy of the other person's separate activities or they will feel jealousy towards yours. They take up far too much of your headspace. You can only think of the other person. What do they want? What do they need? What are they doing? When you're seeing them, how they can fulfill your life. You have fear that the other person could lose interest. There's a deep need, a clinging, grasping for them to be in your life. There are many factors that determine why you might experience unhealthy love and we'll be talking about those a lot more in other episodes. Well, what about healthy love? So in healthy love, you regard that both of you are individuals that separately and apart, you're still with each other. Each of you accepts the fact that neither of the other person is perfect, but they're a perfect version of themselves. The relationship gives each person the energy to devote to other aspects of their lives, allows you to have your own interests. You grow as independent human beings. You feel a deep sense of responsibility for each other's well-being, but not in a codependent type way where you just live for each other and you can't be happy without each other but you care that the other person is in a good state and you'll do what you can to help them to be in that good state. Both of you experience the joy of giving as well as of receiving. And there's a trust and an honesty that binds you together. Each understands and accepts the world and the realities of the other person. Remember that we only see from our own world, which is in our own minds. And to respect that and to understand that and to accept that makes for a healthy relationship. You both recognize and honor your own needs and those of your partner. You're able to put our needs to one side. If we care enough about the other person then we can put our needs secondary to theirs and i don't mean people pleasing again another topic entirely for a different day so why are we attracted to and who or are we attracted to so conscious consciously 
Um, we look at similarities, status, aesthetics, and subconsciously we look at differences, resolution, and programming, and to live to a certain set of beliefs. So what do I mean by those things? So consciously, a little bit obvious there, the similarities. So we look for things that we can share with somebody, something which is the same as us. We like the familiarity of being with people that are like us. Status we look at. So where are they in the world? How their status is going to make us feel safe and secure. How they can provide. Are they going to be able to look after us? Are they well-liked, well-known? Again, coming back to safety, are you going to feel safe around them? And obviously, aesthetics, what do they look like? Um, is it something that you find attractive? The way they dress, the way they walk. And subconsciously, we are very aware of differences. We look at the things that don't match to what we're looking for. And this could be something that leads us to have unhealthy relationships if we're not aware of what our subconscious processing is like. So um, if I have an attraction to something from my past, which is very different from who I am, I will be looking for that difference. But unfortunately, sometimes I can make that difference something I will be attracted to. And therefore, when I first meet somebody, that attraction is real because I'm attracted to their difference. But after a time, I recognize that that difference isn't actually going to work. And therefore, the relationship will always be unsuccessful. We're going to find ourselves in a relationship where we are too different. But our subconscious doesn't know that at the start. And that's to do with the programming. Our brain is programmed to look for certain things in relationships. We have beliefs about what relationships should be like. And if they don't come from a healthy space, you're going to continue to keep finding yourself in unhealthy relationships. The importance of having healthy beliefs is uh, something massively important to being able to create the relationships that you want in your life that are going to make you happy. Understanding the relationships that you're attracting or that you're attracted to and making healthy choices for your future will bring the relationships that you want. So understanding the difference between when you first meet someone and your hormones being triggered so that you are physically being drawn towards somebody, understanding your subconscious processes of why you are attracted to or attracting someone into your life are really important for you to understand because if you don't know what's going on in those moments, you will get carried away and embark on relationships which may not necessarily be good for you or on 
the other side of that, you will attract relationships that are good for you because you've got a healthy way of relating. You understand that when you are about to say, I love you to somebody for the first time, it may be because you're driven by your hormones and it might not be something you actually really feel, but in that moment you feel overwhelmed by the state that you're in and it might feel like love to you at the time. So therefore you'll go for it. I remember uh, many a time being in that state when I've said to somebody, I love them. And then afterwards, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't love, I don't love them. Why did I say that? Because I had no understanding of what was really going on for me at that point. Um, so being able to get on top of that thing, being able to understand what's really going on for you when those those hormones are being triggered, when your subconscious beliefs are being triggered, to kind of keep yourself in a healthy and uh, secure space. Um, and knowing really, knowing yourself and knowing what it is that you're really feeling are very important. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.